Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are going to discuss our rapid reads, Anoka, a collection of indigenous short stories written by Shane Hawk, not Shane Anoka, in 2020, and is independently published through Black Hills Press. Shane Hawk is a member of the Cheyenne and Arapaho tribes in Oklahoma, and when he's not writing, he is working as a high school history teacher. Uh, per his grandmother, she says, please find another hobby. This is too horrible for words. How can you imagine someone enjoying this? And uh, the name Anoka was derived from two Indian words. The native Dakota used Anoka Tanhan, meaning on both sides or from both sides, referring to its location on the banks of the Rum River. And the native Ojibwe used Anoka meaning working waters. The plot is Anoka is set in Anoka, Minnesota, one of the first cities in the U.S. to host Halloween parades, making it one of the Halloween capitals of the world. It is home to the Dakota and Ojibwe tribes, and through a series of short stories, we explore the terrors that haunt them. So, Kim, what did you think of this? I liked it. It was cool. Oh, good. Good. I liked good. the, the in- each individual story and then i i had at the end um an explanation mm-hmm. on, on the stories which i really i liked i'm like oh okay yeah i hit that one on the head i, I understood what, what was coming across there um you're like so, yeah, ding ding I ding it. i win yep <laughs> I, win. I read it right uh, <laughs> what about you sarah i went to talk and no sound came out <laughs> um yeah no i uh I mean, I'm, again, not huge on short stories, um, but I enjoyed this. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Okay. So I really enjoyed these. I actually read them um, a couple months ago, and I found them so impactful that I would read one story and then, like, have to stop and think about it and then come back the next day and read another one. Like, it was really hard to actually just, like, tear through them i don't know if you guys had that problem because i just found myself really really thinking about them and what was being said in them um i know kim nodded her head no that she did not do that did you have that kind of experience sarah no you have to shake your head no god you made movement with your head to indicate a no (laughs) one of my pet peeves in writing you don't (laughs) nod your head no you shake your head no you nod your head yes i'm sorry no thing it's a big thing in me. I'm sorry. What are you, Sarah? What was, did you have? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that they're particularly thought provoking for me, but that's, I don't usually have that response to, uh, to books. Um, I read like half of it in a short span of time and then I'd set it aside and I was like, go on and read the rest. So then I just picked up the book and read the rest like that same day. So I did want to read them um but yeah i wasn't like setting it down and digesting each story individually i did write notes on all the stories because i knew because i didn't read them like individually i was like this is all gonna blur together eventually (laughs) okay so that then leads me to sarah which one was your favorite oh i thought we were talking about the three that we liked now you want me to choose just one i'm sorry can you not choose just one which ones were your favorites well, I liked Soil Born. I liked Imitate and I liked Transfigured. Wow, my writing is terrible. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like I don't know. Maybe Soilborn was my favorite. Okay, it was so short. It hits you right in the very beginning, like you don't know what you're getting into, and then you get that, and it's just I feel like it's very impactful for such a very tiny morsel. I I completely and utterly agree with that. I I think Soilborn was probably probably my favorite actually for me um and it's it's just like it takes something that i think anyone can relate to you know a child's first words and just like just destroys it absolutely and utterly like makes it this horrific thing and normally that's like a joyous occasion but this one failed to say the right words so they got to start over yeah i love that this is not a baby at all this is something else (laughs) yes uh what were your thoughts on soilborn kim soilborn is probably also one of my favorite um however somewhere in the history of my reading i've read the, the mandrake as a child story before um so it it and it would be like this, a, a kind of a folklore type story. Um, but I have no memory of when it came from. So I, I, it, it wasn't surprising to me when it was a mandrake. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. That that thought of okay, we're gonna we're gonna grow this child and we're gonna raise it and see if it's the right one. Oh no, you're gone. We're gonna try again. Um, I also like the 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 implication that these these this couple weren't able to have their own child and so they were coming up with a a different way to do it but they weren't getting what they wanted either and so they were willing to just dispose of these other children which was kind of sad yeah and i i i think it takes that interesting i mean obviously mandrakes changelings like these are things that at least in europe are pretty iconic um so to see a kind of a change on it slightly where the parent is actually desiring it and then when it fails to live up to expect- expectations actually like disposing of it as opposed to the having what they desire and it getting replaced and them struggling with that I thought was really interesting like it's just a really cool like, like twist <laughs> and the idea that the, the I don't know I love the fact that the the fact that it said dada instead of um mama first is what made it not right um when i'm pretty sure that's usually most i think there's like they've done a study where it's more likely that a child will say um dada first instead of mama the d sound is easier to make so it's you're it's it's just inherent that a child's gonna yeah. say that 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 before they say mama mm-hmm. so i just they're not like actually that. saying dada and mama yeah other than we say that to babies all the time, say dada, say dada, so you know, say mama. But um, they're actually just making sounds. They're not saying words. Yeah. We just personify them, which they're persons, so that's allowed. <laughs> well, you know, kind of. Well, in this case, it wasn't a person. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, no, not allowed. <laughs> um. Okay, so then what's another one that you guys really liked? Like, which one would you like to discuss next? Do we just want to go in order of them? Because the next one is Wounded. 
I almost fucked up. <laughs> trying to remember. That was the one. His sister gets murdered. It starts with 16 years ago today, Philip murdered his sister. That's the opening. Okay. Sentence. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, she got kidnapped from school and murdered never, yep. or never found or did they, they found her. They found her body. That's right. Yeah. They found her body. And then like he was being or something. Um, molested by a guy and because he delved into drugs and, and then come to find out that the guy actually murdered yes yes to I, get to him yes that one was yep. i i was dark but what i thought was interesting about that one is it made me very much think of um all the indigenous women who go missing who get raped um and it was interesting to see a story take it from the perspective of a male male relative left behind and how it destroys them how it makes them feel lacking um and how they too can also be victimized in those situations and be hurt by the same type of people who are hurting the indigenous women um i don't know if you guys got that from it but that's what it made me think of when i was reading it so Mm -hmm. um and i thought it was interesting particularly when you think back to firekeeper's daughter which was coming from the female perspective um and like juxtaposing those two stories near each other because these are similar areas we're still looking at the ojibwe um minnesota so it was quite interesting to have had that perspective and then come in and get this like horror take on that same concept similar concept so yeah i will let someone else speak now (laughs) No, it was a it was a dark story. It was good. I like dark stories. <laughs> uh, and then I think the next one is orange. orange. Okay, and can you guys remind me on orange because I'm getting um, them blurry in my brain? The, that was the other really short one where he's like, it seems like he's depressed. He doesn't want to get out of bed, and then as he's talking, you find out that he's actually. A prison inmate yes that's right because he's in orange jumpsuit orange jumpsuit yeah um if i remember correctly like again i i had a weird i i forgot to read half of these again in time for recording um and i think that was one of the ones that i didn't quite reread again uh so if there isn't was there an implication that whatever he was in there for he didn't do or was it left vague well his wife and his unborn daughter it sounded like died and i don't know if that's oh yeah if if, it sounded like it was a car crash yeah i think it was he might have been drunk drunk driving i think so yeah prison if you're driving drunk and you kill your passengers but that does seem like something now that i say it out loud that would be yeah getting you into prison vehicular manslaughter Yeah. yeah Okay, I don't know if vehicular yeah. manslaughter counts in that case. I don't know if you have to actually hit somebody yeah, outside of the vehicle. Or... But, but if you're uh, drunk. It's... Yeah, negligence. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. am out certain that you would probably spend time in jail, at least in the United States of America, um, if you were drunk driving and crashed and killed your family in, your, in the vehicle. Well, but I don't know what the charges and, would be. And let's be honest. Murder. 
you'd be more likely to be put into jail depending on the color of your skin in that situation too yeah yeah that's so like let's let's be clear the odds increase that it was probably drunk driving and he probably had the book thrown at him in order to make a point i've always i've always found this this that um, in the american justice system we have this weird interpretation of sometimes when you do something horrific and it's an accident it's like well you've lost your child you've lost your wife that's punishment enough and yet other times it's like well fuck no that's not punishment enough for you we now get to do that punishment we now get to put you in prison or we need to you know or we get to put you on death row or whatever um i i can never quite figure out where that line is why why is mm -hmm. it in some cases it is and and yes a lot of times it's because of the color of your skin Sometimes or the social class, who yeah, you know, how much money you've got, who you know, you know, who you are yeah, as a how, citizen. How good is your lawyer, which comes down to how much money have you got? Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things that always irritated me. And yet it continues, mm-hmm. um, which w- is what makes this, you know, yeah, fantastic. Uh, and then let's see here. Imitate. The next one's imitate. Uh, this is the one where his son thinks there's a monster under the bed and he looks under the bed and oh there's a monster that thinks it's yeah. that one creeped the fuck out of me <laughs> oh man I think it's the one that like had me the most like oh my god oh my god oh my god where is this going where is this ending um like and, and that ending oh man I, I you know that's where it's going though like yeah yeah but sometimes but it, it was uh i've seen it done where sometimes it's like is it truly that something happened or is it all in the person's head and the fact that this was like an actual entity and he fucked up which one he killed i have seen alternate ways that is done which always leaves me going which one is this author going to go with yeah um, yeah no i love it and and so I I when he when it got to the end and it's like oh you killed I think it says something like oh you killed the real one or something and I went oh no yeah he's like so you killed the real one or the real son or something like that it ends with yeah. it was Tate and he had those awful black eyes killed the real son it asked the darkness emitting from his eyes drew me in swallowed me yeah yeah and that's such a like like we don't get like. We don't get the ramifications of it. We, you know, we don't, we just get that moment of, oh, you killed the real one. That's it. We we have no further context. Allow your imagination to guess where that is going to go. And um, I love the idea that the child was just, just old enough that they like are starting to become their own person. So it was like, there were points where it was like, is this actually going to be like a truly supernatural being? Or is this a father who's in a tough situation and is just failing to connect with his son? Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I need y'all to speak. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I mean, part of the implication is is he, because they were, t- there was, this was the one that they brought up peyote a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And so part of the implication is, is this all may have just been and it a fever dream for lack of a better phrase um Mm -hmm. that none of this was actually happening and it was all a result of um 
um, addiction. And mm-hmm. um, he actually I mean, did you read his, his, um, his notes at the back? Oh, what yeah. did he say? I don't remember. Yeah, I did well, read he it. I don't remember. He said that, um, well, he had mentioned the thing about like how, you know, children growing up and the, the father's having difficulty accepting that the child is growing and being different and all that. But then he also, I, I could have sworn like the this last is for line. Imitate? Yeah. Oh, mine's just like a little tiny paragraph. It doesn't say all that. It just says the title of this story is on the nose. M being a palindrome or mirrored prefix and Tate being well the boy's name. But on the nose is fun sometimes. I drew inspiration from, from Keelan Patrick's Burke's novella Sour Candy, which freaked me the hell out. I also injected 1980s horror movie nastiness with all their grotesque practical effects into the story and maybe a dash of Pet Cemetery. Hmm. <laughs> I, I wish I had my book still, but I turned it into the library already. Um, but it had mentioned something about how he he was saying that yes, the creature was spiking his water with mescaline or whatever, and that's why it had a weird bitter taste. Oh, interesting. Then that might have been something maybe because this is a Kindle copy, so it's possible that in the published version. In the published version, maybe he added further details than what's here. Because, um, yeah, I, I, it doesn't say, and I can't remember because I have read the published version, but I borrowed it from my library and turned it back in. So, and it was that's the first way I read it. So I can't remember what the notes were on it. Um, so it is interesting that in that he says that the monster was spiking. So it's like partly hallucination and partly not. <laughs> yeah any other thoughts on imitate okay, so other that, than it was that, good that actually actually that explained something to me because he was talking about how he used to have an addiction but he was drinking the um cucumber cucumber water, water. water. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah obsessively but he kind of like the he kept mentioning how that he kind of it was bitter it was tasting off yeah how he he knew it kind of in his subconscious that it was he was actually back on the drug um so yeah anyway that explains that to me thank you yeah (laughs) okay and then we have let's see here uh dead america um and i'm trying to remind myself on this one this is the one with the writer with the what the nightmare the writer Oh, he has okay. the nightmare of the spider that fills him with eggs every night, oh, and then yeah. he also has the smoke alarm that goes off that drives him kind of crazy, and then like the herd of skeleton bison, and then his grandpa, I think, visits him. Yes, I just remember because I didn't get the chance to reread this one. I just remember it was really creepy. Yep, <laughs> this one kind of <laughs> fell flat for me, honestly. Like I can uh-uh. kind of see where he was going with it, like. They were shaming him for you, you know, co-opting other people's stories and pain rather than mm-hmm. his own, and like mm-hmm. being famous off of it. But I was just like, the spider part was just kind of gross. It wasn't really creepy to me. And then I don't know. This was yeah. This was the one that I just didn't really okay feel much. What for. were your? Not that it was bad. Yeah. I just yeah. And you, Kim? So a couple of things about this one um, stood out to me one i've had that experience with the fucking smoke alarm and it won't go off and i was <laughs> i think i, I read was, it and thought of you 
Yeah, I, I mean, was he tired on a level I can't describe because I was when I was in college, I was working like a full job and going to college full time at the same time and driving hours and hours and hours. And I came home one day, skipped school because I was so tired, came home, tried to go to bed in the middle of the day and the smoke alarm wouldn't stop going off. And this particular smoke alarm was attached to the fire department. So I couldn't just unhook it. If I unhooked it, the fire department would have shown up on my door. So I had to then drive to the store and buy a fucking battery. And we're talking tired on a level that I should not have been in a car. Um, but anyway, so that's, I, I love the, 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 the fire alarm thing. That was awesome. I liked the generational look at, at this one. And the mm-hmm. grandfather's view on being Native American in comparison to his view on being Native American. It's actually the only one I took notes in it or highlighted the portion in. Mm-hmm. And it was um, when the grandfather was um, doing chewing tobacco. And he liked the fact that he used um, red man chewing tobacco because it had a picture. It was a red man chewing tobacco and it had a picture of Native American on it. So um, he thought it was it was funny that he was chewing tobacco of himself. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it, that was just really cool to me. Um, one of the things it says, any representation of us gave us significance, gave us weight, made us not just some forgotten ghost of American history, um, which is so contrary to how Native Americans are embracing their heritage right now in that they're like, no, not just any representation you have to accept the representation that that they's accurate to us yeah 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 and so i liked that about that's what i found was really cool about this story uh any other thoughts on this one one more no it's the same okay, page so i also our... highlighted not no oh, oh i thought you were saying one more story <laughs> no one more I said, uh, or I, I highlighted those church run boarding schools fractured his identity, should have called them breaking schools. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot about the indigenous schools and a, the American school system that people don't know. Um, the only reason why we have public school systems was in order to break Native American children from their tribes to make them. And that's the also, also the reason why we have the Pledge of Allegiance is it was to force Native Americans, children, to indoctrination to the United States. Yeah, it was indoctrination. And that's the only reason why we have public schools um, is because of that. So yes, I like that. Should have been called them breaking schools because that's what they were. Mm-hmm. They were they were literally breaking the children away from their tribes and their families. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I will say, I thought this author, uh, well, I mean, obviously he is... Cheyenne and Arapaho. Sorry, I couldn't suddenly see the word in my brain. Um, so obviously has insight into his own people. Um, but I feel like there is a level of transparency being offered in these stories that is encouraging the reader to really think about how they understand tribes as well and understand the struggles of indigenous people and that maybe the two can meet at certain points, but then the perspective does kind of diverge. 
Um, because obviously none of us are Native American. I would be, it would be, I'd be interested to see how someone who is Indigenous responds to these stories. Yes. Kids <laughs> <laughs> got very quiet. Is Kim frozen? She's not moving. She's not blinking. She's not blinking. Okay, that explains. Yeah, she is frozen. <laughs> This is creepy okay. because she looks like she's just staring. <laughs> staring into space. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. like a little awesome. horror movie moment. Oh, she's gone. Oh, now she's gone. Dropped away completely. Well, we'll see if she comes back. Oh, there she is. Perhaps. She's Maybe. Oh, there she is. I'm back. We had your creepy, like, doppelganger just hanging You were like this. Frozen. Oh, no. Oh, I thought she froze again. <laughs> no, nope, nope, like, I'm still here. I sat here. Everything that Amber said went. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna write it out. I'm the one that's having problems, and then I hear call ended, and I'm like, well, I didn't ask for that, but yeah. So well, it was kind that. of funny because on my end, I said everything, and then Sarah was just, you know, being Sarah, sitting there, not, you know, having much to respond to in my ramblings and you were just like this and i was like okay crickets <laughs> forcing me to make a response I'm like yes. and then and then we realized you were frozen because you were not blinking <laughs> oh too funny yeah it took me a little bit i had to actually shut everything down and and, and reconnect through the the email to rejoin zoom Oh, okay so we have one last story so we'll push through this so that we can get to the end of this so that hopefully we don't lose kim again uh so the last one is the werewolf the one yes and the cannibals and the cannibals <laughs> uh so what you what you guys think of this one it was very interesting went okay in unexpected directions um, I, I, this is the one where, yeah, this is the one where like, I really wish it had been like a long form story. Oh, um, really? Spend more time on it. I also thought that way about imitate, like kind of, you yeah, could have done like with more longer. Yeah. I could have done with more there. Um, but yeah, I just like that there's a werewolf character, but that's not even the thing that matters. <laughs> it is the, Yeah children and whatever was happening there that was crazy i am trying to remember because again my brain like she i was supposed to the halloween parade okay and there's like a green which the green swirl like was never explained but it appears multiple times throughout the different stories but like there's a green swirl in the sky that the kids see and these are all aliens uh, <laughs> all of this is aliens yeah, the kids turn on the grass and eat them. The look Kim just had. I don't know if that was like disgust or like, or if it was a, now I got to reread this and figure out if it is aliens. No, I was reading, I'm, I'm glancing over the notes um, to see what he said about it. I thought this one was, um, I, I, I like what, what he was, was covering. The children. What's that? No, he doesn't. 
Yeah, no. And then there was like a creature that was the deer hunter. And that was what turned, I didn't really get that part, what he was saying there. So, because I'm looking at the, the notes at its very end, and I, I think, um, based off of what I'm seeing here, is because it says, in my mind, a modern werewolf is a perfect illusion to some people in the LGBTQIA community. My werewolf is gender fluid. They struggle with the transformation between biological woman and werewolf because of the strict adherence to one or the other, depending on the sun or the moon. Uh, they wish to, there could be a blending of the two, but the witch permanently set the spell this way. The main character wishes to identify... More with the werewolf side rather than the human side. Um, my gay and transgender friends influenced the main character. While researching Anoka, uh, I came across the 1991 Halloween blizzard, which tore through several Midwest states on that Halloween night. According to Minnesota's government website, Anoka reached, received the most snowfall, almost 30 inches. And so they felt compelled to tell that story. So I think the idea with the deer hunter is just like uh, it's the persecution that the lgbtq plus community sometimes faces um in terms of wanting to be identified as one thing or the other and you're being hunted and controlled and you know all that um and it's you know because it, it mentions talking about like trying to reclaim childhood or adult an adult trying to recreate childhood uh Mm. yeah because that was when the werewolf was trying to go to halloween to enjoy halloween mm-hmm. but then it all gets fucked up because the deer hunter slash tree creature um takes which, control of the children <laughs> which i mean think about it if, if you're someone who is gender fluid and you feel comfortable being a particular gender in a particular situation and you have someone who comes up to you and is like no everyone know the reality of this person whether or not it is the reality which it is not um, and then suddenly something that you're trying to enjoy becomes a terrifying situation. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that's, that's my understanding of it is that, that kind of, um, that, that trying to just be, and the fact that others do not want to just let you be. Um, so what, what about you, Kim? Thoughts on this one? not not a lot of thoughts on this one i i I enjoyed it i thought it was it was it was a really interesting story um i got more out of it when i read the notes at the end um Mm -hmm. then when i read it the first time you know just well i i've only read it once but um when i went read it through um but once i read the notes i was like oh yeah you know it, it it made sense well, and I, but I, didn't I will be honest, reevaluated based on the notes. So I, I just, I just gotta say, I love the idea of a modern werewolf as being a representation for the LGBTQ plus community. I'm cool with that. I have always liked werewolves. Um, so I like, I like that idea and I totally get it uh, in terms of like, the, like being yeah, dictated by something out of your control. Yeah. I, I would like elderly and all that yeah which i thought was really cool because i i i remember now i'm remembering that um impoverished. Elderly um impoverished? I'm not sure. made me think of again my fire firekeeper's yeah. daughter and and the connection to the community that 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 held so any other thoughts mm, it's all for me i think 
Okay. So you're ready to start on our ratings for, uh, we'll do it as a collection. The ratings yeah. on this one. I okay, definitely did so, not read them individually. That's what I figured. Uh, so what was, what is our first one, Sarah? Even though we just did this for another recording. Just did this. Just did how it. Um, how exciting. So how exciting did you find it, Sarah? I gave it a four. Okay. Kim? Uh, probably four and a half. Okay. Uh, this one, from what I remember the first time reading it, I'd have to say I'd give it a five. It like it got to me a little bit where I was like, oh, God, this is terrifying. Um, I don't know that you, you guys got that reaction. Reaction? No, my emotional reactions. Like. Uh-huh, it was okay. exciting. I, I I was too excited to keep reading. I had to really stop and think about every story. <laughs> um, what about ease of reading? How did you guys? How did you feel about it, Kim? Um, from my perspective, it was it was easy to read. Five, I think. Um, less sophisticated readers. God, did that sound weird? That um, sounded that sounded a little. Setting elitist there less sophisticated readers uh some bitches might have a problem but (laughs) i was fine i i think people short stories are a particular type of writing reading and writing and so you you're supposed to be evaluating them and figuring them out um so i think if that's not something you're you're proficient at god i need to go to bed um you just started your that, day nine o'clock i know i know um, almost yeah. 10 no she's gonna yeah, have to start almost 10 she's gonna have oh, to start yeah, traveling yeah, check soon. Out pretty soon yeah i gotta check out pretty soon but um no i i think it could be more complicated for other for for some readers but um which maybe. is really funny because i think actually pulling one or two of these short stories for like high school would be phenomenal read this easily right but you're going to have a high school teacher that is going to be guiding true. You those books true Teaching true writing is different than reading writing so um yeah you're going to have a guide when when that's happening okay okay i don't know teaching writing versus reading writing it's different if you're doing it on your own without a teacher it's different do you mean teaching reading versus reading reading you're teaching what the author wrote so you're teaching writing (sighs) the author's writing yeah versus okay oh jesus you guys have got to work with me three months i've been doing this i knew what you sarah no you didn't you gave a confused look no i was saying just just go like, <laughs> go with it. I know. I we, we were totally having a communication where Kim was not paying attention. I was it? Silent, silent communication where Sarah was telling me to just move on and I was going, no. It wasn't no. silent. I saw her hand doing that. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Sarah, what was your ease of reading? Five five okay yeah i i would so i will caveat this i gave it a five because i think the author's notes at the very end made it so much easier um i didn't find them hard to read them initially but 
I found it easier because I then could trust my interpretation of it, not being indigenous myself. Because there were times when I was reading, initially reading the story and I was like, am I assuming what this is supposed to mean? Am I like making presumptions about this? So then being able to go back and look at those author notes and be like, oh no, no, this is totally what I thought it was. Cool. <laughs> we're good. Safe vibes. So I thought it was really easy. Uh, Sarah, emotional reaction. Give it four. Four? Okay. Why not a five? I just, I don't really think anything, and this is the same for how exciting, like, I thought it was interesting, I thought it was good, but nothing really blew me away, where I was like, just wow, after I read it, I was like, yeah, that was interesting, or okay. pretty good. So yeah, okay. that was... Kim? Five. Five? Okay. Five, yeah. Five. Any Anything to add to that five, or just, just five? Like, no... Nope, extra we'll thoughts to the five because you guys are telling me i'm talking too much so no i never, no! Said, that. We never said that i was confused by what you said totally different things i feel like i'm talking too much today um i gave it a five and the reason why my five is an emotional reaction is because i got it to the end of a couple of those stories and went oh shit I had oh shit reactions to it. You know, I got to the end of, uh, particularly imitate. I got to the end of that and I went, oh shit, someone fucked up. That was a very emotional reaction <laughs> on my part. Um, as opposed to. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Wounded? Yeah, wounded. That was like, I think that was the only one, or maybe transfigured too, where I had like that oh shit moment that you're kind of referring to. Although I still yeah. don't feel like I had enough to count as a five. Maybe a 4.5. 4.5? Okay. Yeah. That's acceptable. You had a couple of oh shits. Not every story yeah. gave you an oh shit. Not Fair. a couple of shits. <laughs> what about you, Kim? Any oh shits? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Imitate. Um, okay. And uh, I don't know. I'm too tired. Soilborn was the other one that really gave me an oh shit because I was like, they've done this multiple times. It wasn't even just that they did it once, but it was like the implication that they had been doing this over and over again had me go, oh shit. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good one. Um, and I'm trying to think, I feel like there was, oh, the prison one. Orange. Orange made me go, oh shit, too. <laughs> even though I was like, I think the orange is referenced to prison, but like when you get to the end of it, I was like, oh shit, I was right. <laughs> I had a lot of oh shits. I'm going to stop saying that now. <laughs> Any other final thoughts? Are we doing our final no, readings? Did we or... do it overall? Oh, final readings. Oh, see, I am. You I was like, are you final much. thoughts before the rating or final thoughts? Before <laughs> oh the shit, my final... the closing. Uh, I'm we need to buy up a buffer. Okay, okay. Kim, what's your overall rating? Five. Sarah? Four. Why four? Because, like I said before, it's pretty good. I was not, like, blown away <laughs> with it. I found it entertaining. I thought it was interesting. At the end of the day, will I remember many of these stories? Probably not. Um, but it was good. It was a good read. I have Just a question for you then. Has nope. this been your not favorite? Not questions at this time. 
Okay, what's your question now? <laughs> Has the it's been the short story you enjoy the most of that we've done? Well, that would require me knowing what other short stories we've done. Um, well, we did. Well, I, okay, I should know that's not the case because you love Murderbot. So, oh fuck that! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten we had done Murderbot in short stories. Solid four. Okay, okay. What about Shirley Jackson? In comparison to that short story. Who's Shirley Jackson? The lottery. Oh, the lottery. The lottery. I would say they're about the same. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. All right. And I, I gave it a five. I mean, I was the one that was pushing for us to do this in hopes that we could. I liked the fact that I think, unfortunately, I think this like Halloween season, this is our only like non-white oriented story. Um we do have different representation coming up in our next book, but it was nice being able to throw in some diverse, divisive, divisive. Was I really going to say diversity? I meant diversity, but I was going to say divisive representation. And I was like, that is not. mm, Every book should have some real good divisive (laughs) representation. The only thing I want to add is I think, I think there should be some teachers out there that should grab a hold of these short stories and um, either either Native American month or um, Halloween season. I think these would be really good stories to uh, start conversations in classrooms about a lot of different subjects. Yeah, no, I, I completely and utterly agree with you on that is I think I hope this gets more attention drawn to it since it was i know the author has since has another collection of short stories that penguin house did um publish um but i hope since this is it is independently published it does get further attention get further conversations going around it and that it possibly could be used as a discussion for you know indigenous discussion for executing or halloween style stories uh, even discussing independent publishing versus traditional publishing. Because um, I think it's a good representation of when independent publishing can be better. So. Yeah, we haven't had the best luck with that so far, but this was a good one. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't even that... talking about the publishing stuff when it comes I... to the classroom. I was talking about the diversity and the effects of drugs on on um, uh, minority groups and the effect of prisons on minority groups and I know. the effect yeah. of no. being yeah. trans in a minority group. minority group anyway go ahead the struggle of having this. biological children yeah uh, yes so on that note our intro and outro music is by grant newman and is called the battle of the nile from Epidemic Sound, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>